you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Run, run as fast as you can. You're not catching Hines. 96 yards. What a tribute to DeMar. Get the Dolphins to playoffs. It's up and it is good. Ball comes out. John Allen scores a touchdown. The Jags win the AFC South. 14 yards for number 13. Chargers are headed to the postseason. Get him again. Give him 11 on the year. Two today. Kick is good. The Seahawks win the game. Cowboys are in the playoffs. They just go in with a stinker, taking on Tom Brady and the Bucks. Vikings, 13 and 4, division champions. The Kansas City Chiefs are the one seed in the AFC. The Eagles secure the number one seed in the NFC. And after 272 games, here we are. Welcome to a Monday edition of NFL Now on NFL Network. Regular season done. Playoffs right around the corner. My name is Andrew Siciliano. Great to have you, as always, Steve White. Yeah, it's always an interesting day. The Monday after the final regular season game because we have coaches getting fired. We have playoff pictures to be set. A lot of interesting stuff to get through. It's going to lead into the offseason, including... The team that's got the number one pick, Andrew, something you've been talking about for more than a week because you said it's going to be the Bears. And it is. George McCaskey handing out ice cream bars yesterday to celebrate. We'll get to that in a second. Also get to the coaching news in a second. But here is your playoff schedule to open it up on Super Wild Card Weekend. Steve, I hate when people quiz me on the air, but I'm going to do it to you, okay? Do you know what all these games have in common? The playoff games. Other than that. That's a good answer, though. You are um, correct. These are the 14... 14- Teams that qualify for the I hate when people do this to me. No, I'm sorry. They're all rematches from the regular uh, season. That part. All of them. Okay. Rematches from the regular season. Obviously, like Ravens, Bengals, that's a division game. Seahawks, Niners, that's a division game. These are all rematches. We'll I'm get just to so these scratch games. and sniff, Andy. Come it up. I, I, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> scratch and sniff. Not itchy and scratchy. That's different. All right, breaking news here. I mentioned. We have five coaching vacancies. This one in Arizona is the latest. Came down about an hour ago. Cliff Kingsbury is out after four seasons as head coach there. A four-win season in his fourth season. And also, Steve Kime is out. The Cardinals in the announcement that Kingsbury is fired announced that Steve Kime is stepping down as the Cardinals' general manager last month. He had stepped aside to focus on his health, had taken a leave of absence. Regardless, he had been there for 24 years as a member of the organization. So Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofolo with me now to make sense of the news and try to spin this forward here. Michael Bidwill, Ian, the Cardinals owner, now has two big jobs to fill. Yeah, and that's and that really is significant. Let me explain why. Because over the last couple of years, and really over the last coach, uh, several coaching hires, Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime have worked hand-in-hand to bring them in, from Bruce Arians all the way to 
Cliff Kingsbury and anywhere in between, assistant coaches, setting up the building, all of the hires. This has been Michael Bidwell's sounding board. Now Steve Keim takes a leave of absence to focus on his health and then steps down to focus on his health officially out. So the fact that the Arizona Cardinals have fired Cliff Kingsbury means that it is simply the owner uh, and a couple of former Steve Keim lieutenants now in the building. It remains to be seen which direction Michael Bidwell goes. But we know this, Mike. Uh, it has been a disaster of a year for the Arizona Cardinals, giving everyone contract extensions in this offseason to the new contract with Kyle Murray, which included that studying clause, which blew up in everybody's faces, and then everything on the field happened, which was all bad. And now they face the prospect of having to hire a new coach. And I would say this, I'm not so sure Cliff Kingsbury is mad about this decision today. Don't think so. No, we, we talked about it before. Cliff Kingsbury cut off a reporter a couple of weeks ago. I'm not as badly as I cut you off earlier, Ian. I apologize again for that. But he right. cut off a reporter who said, hey, Cliff, you've been a head coach now for 10 years. And he said, feels like 100. And I, I think yeah. that feeling was Truth. felt through the entire organization here. And now they have two big jobs to fill. Uh, Mike, in Houston, Nick Casario is still there as general manager. Seems with the release yesterday he's going to stay there, I think, as general manager. But once again, he's looking for a new head coach. In Houston, they are one and done, first with David Culley, yeah. now with Lovey Smith, after Lovey goes out with a go-for-it two-point conversion and the Texans lose the first overall pick. I mean, wow. Lovey Smith didn't coach that game yesterday, knowing for sure he'd be fired. Uh, Ian Rappaport uh, mentioned it over the weekend. I talked about it the last week, so he wasn't oblivious to it. So I think it was more... Hey, look, if I'm going to keep this job, I got to show him I can win a game. But also, if I'm leaving, I'm taking that number one pick with me. So, Lovey Smith did exactly that. He's owed 20 plus million the rest of the way. So, financially, he's going to be just fine. They're paying David Cully a bunch of money. And now they're going to pay their fourth coach in four years when they hire their next coach. And yes, uh, Andrew, you are correct. Uh, Nick Casario, the general manager, will be part of that search process. Cal McNair, the owner, making it clear in his statement yesterday. So Casario uh, and McNair get to hire one more coach one more time here. Don't forget Jack Easterby was with the organization. He was a big part of it. He's gone. Been a lot of turnover uh, in Houston. Uh, they've got the number two pick. Let's see what they do with it. Uh, meanwhile, a former co-worker of Nick Casario, and that's Bill Belichick up there in New England, told reporters today that he will return for his 24th NFL or 24th season as the coach of the Patriots. Many more in the NFL, but the 24th as the coach of the Patriots says eight and nine. Yeah, that's not good enough. We've got to be better. Also asked specifically about Mac Jones, who regressed in pretty much every statistical category this year. He says he's got to be better. We've got to be better at that position. So he didn't commit to Mac jo to Mac Jones. Uh, and you see Matt Patricia there, who was calling the plays this year as the de facto offensive coordinator. Uh, quite possible that there is a change there. Ian has mentioned Bill O'Brien. Others have mentioned Cliff Kingsbury, who's got a connection to Belichick. But I agree with Ian. I don't see Kingsbury saying, hey, I can't wait to jump back into coaching, let alone as an offensive coordinator. So let's see what they do up there in New England. The connection being Bill Belichick drafted Cliff Kingsbury out of college, and he was there a couple of years with Tom Brady um, as a backup mm -hmm. quarterback. Okay, let's get to Sean McVay. And try to figure out what's going on here. Rams fought hard yesterday. None too pleased with the officiating there. Down the stretch, they lost. Seattle won. Seattle is in. But McVay is coming off the collectively here. And the injuries played a huge part of this, Ian. The worst season ever for a defending Super Bowl champion. He said last week 
that he views this season as a professional failure. He expanded a little bit more on that, said not, not just a personal failure. Obviously, a lot of things went wrong. And now the Rams are kind of waiting for Sean McVay, Ian, to figure out what it is he wants to do. And the Rams, know, the Rams knew all this was coming, Andrew. He's had extensive conversations with the Rams over the course of the last couple of weeks, being very honest, as he is always to reporters, uh, just about what he's going through. And, you know, it's important to remember, Andrew, that these are human beings on the sideline, despite John and they, Big Bay being probably smarter than anyone else maybe ever. He is also a human being, and this has been difficult. It's been frustrating, mentally taxing challenging all and it was hard last year except they won the super bowl think about how difficult it was on him wearing on him someone who takes on so 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 much responsibilities uh and also losing so he's going to take a couple a little bit of time he's going to step away and he's going to see if he wants to come back and i don't know that i'd be surprised with any decision he makes right now frankly uh yeah i'm with it here and he's going to take his time might be a week might be two weeks either way the rams are going to be patient with him um, but eventually they're going to have to figure this out here as they try to figure out how to navigate the offseason. Thank you, Ian, and thank you, Mike. All right, Steve, you, you cover the Rams a lot. We're both obviously in that building yep. a lot here. As Ian said, they knew this was coming. This has been no percolating for a little. And, and by the way, they are not surprised here. Go back to Sean's first or second or third year that eventually he would need a break. He burns pretty hot, and, and it works. They won last year. Honestly, I was kind of surprised, forget about the TV money, that he came back this season only because he kind of felt this way last year as well. Yeah, I mean, they said he burns kind of hot. I mean, the thing that makes him great is the fact that he runs at a completely different gear than most And that's a do. compliment. And, and that's a compliment. It, it's been successful. But, you know, to operate in that red line for as long as he has, at some point he did, he did need to decompress. I mean, he's, there's, a, there's a lot of things going on. And let's not forget this, too. Every year, they lose three or four coaches, coordinators, to other teams. And he's got to retrain his coaches and everybody else to fit. That so, was a big part of this season. And, and, and that was a big part of this. The coaching train finally caught up to them as well. And so, you know, a lot of people are going to say, okay, they lost, so he doesn't want to push through it to try to win. He might. They just don't know. If they get players healthy next year, they can be competitive again. But, again, for his personal well-being, he's still a young guy. He may need to take a step away, and as Ian just said, we'll see if he decides he wants to come back to the Rams, if they allow him back, if he's going to coach again at any point, which he probably will. But this might need to be a simmer-down period, and as we said, none of this is catching the Rams off guard. They've Not known for a while this is a possibility. And they would leave the door open for him. He is 36 years old, yeah. as you said, lost his grandfather this year, the great John McVay, 49ers legend. Um, his, his wife, Veronica's family, obviously, back in Ukraine. There's been a yeah, lot been this a lot year. Personal and life. you know what? If you need time, hey, yep, take it. That's the way the Rams are looking at it here. All right, let's move on here, and let's get to some of these other highlights in the NFC. The Cowboys came into the shot at the number one seed in the conference. Obviously, it didn't happen now because the Eagles won. But the Cowboys did not make a good closing statement week 18. Sam Howell made a lot of plays. They turned the ball over a bunch early, gave them short fields. There's a touchdown to Terry McLaurin. But a big part of this as well as we spin it forward here, as we spin it to the wild card round, is the fact that Dak Prescott didn't play well. Through that pick six to Kendall Fuller, and the Cowboys got with a loss 26-6. to And Mike McCarthy is now getting ready for a rematch of week one where they lost to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in Tampa. Brady and the Bucs closed out yesterday 
by losing in Atlanta. Brady played most of the first half. Threw a touchdown there to Kyle Rudolph in the second half. He watched Blaine Gabbert and others do the work, and he watched Desmond Ritter throw a couple of touchdowns and hand this ball to Cordero Patterson and Arthur Smith, and the Falcons close out with a win. And now, Todd Bowles, we get a Week 1 Wild Card Monday Night Primetime Rematch. We got Brady, <laughs> they got Dak, <laughs> they got Jerry, they got the star. You know, we've won the past two years, so, you know, both games have been great games, so this one probably will too. Todd Bowles, Sarah Walsh asked about the fact that this is the last game on Super Wild Card Weekend. These guys in prime time, the Monday night affair, so they've got to wait a while, but they certainly know the Cowboys because they've seen them. What else did Todd Bowles say? <laughs> Well, look, it wasn't always pretty this season getting to this point. Todd Bowles understands that, but today he did give credit to his team's resiliency and their toughness. So I said, what gives you confidence when you look at the body of work over the course of this regular season that this team, and he's harped on the fact that they haven't seen a lot of consistency. They've rarely seen it all four quarters. I said, what makes you feel like this team can really turn it on and make a run here? And he said, because we're always in it in the end. He said, this team finds a way to be in it at the end of the game. And that's pretty much true. Aside from a loss to the the Chiefs, the Niners, and an early season loss at the Panthers. This Buccaneers team has really been in every game, and they certainly have the confidence from that, and a lot of that obviously goes to the guy who's playing quarterback there, that if they just find a way to stick in it long enough, they can pull out a win. Now, it is tough to judge what kind of momentum this Bucks team goes in, and Andrew, you were just touching on it, how they looked in Atlanta, because Tom Brady was pulled after five possessions two weeks ago against the Panthers. We really saw this Buccaneers offense look better than it had all season long. Long when Tom Brady was throwing deep balls to Mike Evans. We didn't necessarily see that yesterday in Atlanta, but again, guys were pulled. They go into this on a loss, but again, how do you judge a essentially meaningless game? This Buccaneers team did feel great two weeks ago. They felt like things are heading in the right direction, and then what gives them confidence? You also mentioned this, Andrew. They've got a Cowboys team coming here, and this Cowboys team is who they opened the season with And week one. Todd Bowles was asked, was that the most complete game you guys have played all year because it was really a resounding Bucks victory, and he said, no, I think we left some things out on the field in that one. This, of course, is the first time Tom Brady has had a losing season in his career, but you can throw that all out the window because the one thing, as you know, he cares about most is still in front of him, and that is a chance to potentially be playing for a Super Bowl ring once again, Andrew. They get in at 8-9, and nine, but they get in and they get a home game. Thank you, Sarah Walsh there, live in Tampa. Here's what the NFC bracket looks like. The Eagles have the week off. They get the bye. We have a rematch in the NFC West in the first game. We got a rematch there. The Giants going back to Minnesota Sunday, 4.30 Eastern time. And then primetime Monday night football with Joe and Troy, Bucks and the Cowboys. I know they have a losing record here, but th this is not an easy out here whatsoever. I mean, they've lost there. The Cowboys lost there week one. Baldy, what do you think of this one? Well, it's, it's, it's really an analyst dream because there's so many different ways to kind of break this one down. But one thing, if you go back to that week one game where Tampa really thumped the Cowboys that night, Leonard Fournette had his best game as a buck. I mean, Big Lenny came there during the pandemic in 2020. Best game he has played as a buck was week one. He had 127 yards. And you know, the Bucks really haven't run the ball quite like that since. But this weakness of Dallas in the run defense shows up every once in a while. It showed up in Green Bay in their fourth quarter collapse to the Packers. It showed up in a loss to the Eagles early in the year. Um, 
if they can't stop Big Lenny, they're going to get a pretty good dose of it. And we know that and feel that Brady will only play better if he gets protection of, from his run game and the play action passes that he can get off of it. And so I'm sure that the Cowboys are going to get a pretty steady dose of Big Lenny, Rashad White, early in this game to see if they can kind of quell the, the running game that the Bucks showed in that week one victory. We saw Lenny do great on Christmas. We saw Lenny week one, as you mentioned, get his only 100-yard rushing performance of the year. Thank you, Brian Baldinger. Bucks Cowboys primetime one week from tonight. Coming up next, Josh Allen gets the Dolphins again. How we saw Buffalo Magic Sunday in Orchard Park. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The best thing I saw on Sunday wasn't the kick return. It wasn't the show of love for DeMar Hamlet. It was the fact that DeMar Hamlet was able to tweet. Look at this photo here. Him and his family in his Cincinnati hospital bed. He, he could make that heart sign. He could watch the game. He could tweet during the game when he saw Naheem Hines open it up in Orchard Park against the Patriots with a 96-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, what a moment. I don't know that I've ever seen a moment like that on a field. Josh Allen called it spiritual after the game. And everyone had chills, not just because it was cold. And then he did it again. He did it again. Better than 96 yards, 101 yards. Naheem Hines ran back two of these things yesterday. And the Bills needed them because the Patriots played well. They were fighting for their playoff lives. You know by now, they didn't get it. Um, because not only was it the special teams, it was the inability to stop Josh Allen from making superhuman plays. Buffalo is in. Sean McDermott of the Bills are in as the two seed in the AFC. It was, um, you know, like I said, going into the game, a lot of unknowns, just not sure how the players are going to handle it. Um, I feel like I had a pretty good control on how I was going to handle it, but, you know, you never know. Um, again, just because it was a new situation for us and, we were all thinking of Demar and his family. Um, you know, it ha- then we come out with the first the first play there, and it's kind of surreal watching Naheem, um, you know, score. And and then I was more concerned. I guess it's just coach speak, right? But more concerned about the next play and, and the ensuing three quarters and how that was gonna, um, you know, be handled there. So, um, but again, our guys came in at halftime, made the adjustments they needed to make, and and then uh, and then we went went it out. Sean McDermott there wearing that three hat as the Bills now get ready for the postseason. They get ready for the Miami Dolphins, a team they saw a couple of weeks ago on Saturday night. That game was a three-point win, Mike Giardi. Three-point win for Sean McDermott's team. Mike live with us in Orchard Park. Uh, Josh Allen made a lot of big plays. So did the Dolphins, for that matter, that day. But can they expect the same kind of offensive success this time around against that Miami defense? 
Well, Andrew, from following this team all year long, and obviously we saw what they did in the first five or six weeks when they were the most explosive offense in the National Football League, and everyone had already put them in the Super Bowl, to then sort of a little bit of a backslide. And when I say a little bit of a backslide, it's only because they went from averaging about 35 points a game to about 26 or 27, and people are worried about the offense and the, their inability to produce at that same level. And I think in that game against Miami, that was the best that the Buffalo offense has looked to me in the second half of the year. And there were three straight drives where they scored touchdowns, where it was prime Josh Allen, there was prime Stephon Diggs, they were spreading the ball around you, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, all these players getting involved. They're running with Singletary and Cook. I mean, it was just perfect balance, and it was everything that I think Sean McDermott had been hoping for, and Ken Dorsey had continued to work with them, the offensive coordinator, on getting back to that spot. And, you know, we talk about all this stuff, Josh is still dealing with the elbow. It's still on the injury report. It still is a factor in this. And yet, yesterday, we saw him throw 62 air yards to Stefan Diggs from the hash to the far sideline. And I'm not even sure that was the best throw he made because I think that throw on the run, the improv, you know what I'm trying to say, that word, to John Smoke Brown was ridiculous. And, and Smoke made a phenomenal catch, which credit to him because he hasn't been active for the last couple of weeks and hasn't played a ton of football in the last couple of years. But to put that ball and drop it the way he did, I mean, wait, the chef's kiss. Yeah. And whatever, again, whatever that word is. You know that word I was talking about. It's cold. I'm tired. I'm not going to say it. JB's trying to talk. I know what the word is. I just couldn't, I couldn't say it, Andrew. Didn't want to come out. Mike, what's the temperature there? Just curious. Um, so I think the real feels about 20 ish. Uh, the wind is probably what? 25 miles an hour, 20, 25. It's, you know, whatever Buffalo, this is nothing. This is a light day. People are walking around in shorts, traffic and weather on the threes. Mike Giardi in orchard park yes. there, but he's been camped there. Andrew, come, come, come here and hold, hold. I need to be held. Somebody hold me. <laughs> You're losing it, dude. I'll get on the plane now. I don't, I don't think I can fly direct to Buffalo. Can I fly direct LA to Buffalo anymore? I don't think so. Mike. We all need a hug. Aaron Rodgers needed a hug after the game last night. We'll hear from Aaron Rodgers what he said on the podium as he walks off arm in arm with Randall Cobb. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. As for the Green Bay Packers, they are not in as the seventh overall seed in the NFC. You know this by now. Give credit to the Lions here. Give credit to Kirby Joseph, who becomes the first player to pick off Aaron Rodgers three times in a season. By the way, he's a rookie. Had this pick with three and a half to go and a deep shot intended for Christian Watson. And the Lions didn't give the ball back. Didn't give it back. Dan Campbell's nose, we checked, is okay today. It's okay. The Lions have thawed out, and they do so with a victory because on fourth and one, they went for it. They threw to DJ Chark. That ended the game, kids. And Aaron Rodgers now, after 18 seasons, ponders the future. Where do you stand on what you want to do next year? I mean, it's a little raw right now. You know, it's just a little bit after the game. So I uh, want to take the emotion out of it and have the 
conversations and see where the organization's at and see how I feel after some time has passed. Is there any sort of timetable in that? Or like a date where you want to make your decision by? Or? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to hold them hostage. Uh, you know, I understand, uh, you know, we're still in January here. March is for agency, so um, just need some time to, uh, like I said, get the emotion out of it and then um, figure out what's best. So if they wanted to move on or at least were open to it, would you be open to that too, or to what? To going to a different team? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't like saying never, but uh, got to see how I'm feeling first. Uh, once the emotions out of it, and then have the right conversations and see uh, see what the best direction is. You know, you want to go out winning the Super Bowl, but very rare that it, that actually gets to happen. Don't want to, you know, lose your last game uh, and miss out in playoffs. But uh, this is a, a great profession and a really tough business, and doesn't always end with rainbows for everybody. Life and the season is like a big ceremony, and ceremonies can be tough. Uh, you got to go through some stuff and a lot of lessons to be learned. And as much as this is a real feeling missing the playoffs and losing home like this, I'm thankful for the season. I'm thankful for the, the friendships that got strengthened, the new friendships, uh, the moments on the field, off the field, at Chives on Friday nights with the crew, and everything in between. Um, that's the beauty in this game. It's given me a lot, and I'm really thankful for it. What would make you say, I've had enough for its time? I mean, I just, it's a feeling, do I feel like I have any, anything left to prove to myself? Do I want to go back and gear up for another grind? Or is it time? Is it time to step away? Is it time for another voice to be leading this team? Um, I think I need to get away and, and contemplate those things. I and mean, those are real, those are real to me. And I'm, you know, I have a lot of pride in what I've accomplished in this league, but I'm uh, also realist, and um, I understand where we're at as a team. We're a young team. There could be some changes with some of the older guys. And, you know, it, it could be time to step away. But I could take some time and say, hell no, man, I need to, need to get back out there and, and go on another run. At some point, the carousel comes to a stop, and it's time to get off. And I think you, you kind of know when that is. Um, and that's what needs to be contemplated. You know, is it time? Uh, also, what's the organization doing? You know, this, it's part of it as well. Could you really walk away from that, from that contract? I mean, that's an enormous amount of money, and you guaranteed it, I was, I'm assuming, for a reason. You asked for it to be guaranteed for a reason. Yes. Money is energy, and... Uh, I have made a ton of it, and I'm very thankful for this organization, uh, the generational wealth that they've uh, offered me. Hopefully feel like that I've earned a lot of it. But, yeah, for sure. I, I can definitely walk away from that.
walk away from 50 million next year. A lot to unpack there. Kurt Warner, Mark Ross, start with Stacey Dales, who is in Green Bay, was there for the game, was in the room last night listening to Aaron Rodgers. What do you think all of that, Stacey? Yeah, a lot to unpack, pun intended, Andrew and gentlemen. Uh, it, it was almost as expected because we really got no answers and we shouldn't. I mean, Rogers talked immediately about how raw coming off of that loss to the Detroit Lions and an effort to go to the playoffs was, and he wants to remove emotions from it. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if one of three scenarios happens. He retires as a Green Bay Packer, he goes to another team, or he stays here and he plays and extends his career as a Green Bay Packer because all of that is what he put on the table for us. My takeaways from it were off of Jim Trotter's question in terms of the variables. When he asked him, you know, what would those things be that would entice you to come back and play? He said, do I feel like I have anything left to prove? Do I feel like I want to gear up for another grind? Is it time to step away for another voice to leave, i.e. Jordan Love? It's a young team. He talked about the youth on this team and he talked about the veterans. Would some of those veterans be coming back and so as I reflect on this I think about you Kurt you're a multi-year MVP you're a Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers multi-year MVP Super Bowl champions all of it he's going to be a Hall of Famer what goes into this decision and I would finish with this by the way as I throw it to you I've talked to a couple of Packers personnel here today they want this unlike maybe last year or the year before they want this to go expeditiously they want decisions to be made early because this has an impact on the roster which they also have monetary obligations to look into as far as their contractual elements with the rest of the roster so they want these conversations early and they want decisions made before really we move into this offseason Kurt I just what what goes into it from the standpoint of retirement at at a level like yours was well Stace uh, you know I think Aaron hit on a number of those things there's some practical things that you look at um, you know what you've done in your career what do you want to do you know moving forward and then Aaron also mentioned this idea of feel and i think that feel is very very important you know in, in 2008 I, I played in the super bowl and you know throughout the season i was thinking this might be my last go around and you know got to the super bowl obviously we didn't win that game but you know i walked away thinking you know th this might be it that might have been the last game that i ever played about two weeks after that that feel came back where I said, I got to get back out there. You know, Aaron alluded to that. Like, man, I miss it. I, I want to go back out there and keep playing. Came back in 09. That feeling started to come back through the middle of the season. Uh, I got to the end of the season and I knew without a doubt it was time to move on. And it wasn't because I, I couldn't play the game anymore. It was just it had taken a lot from me. I wasn't ready to, to go back to that grind. I wasn't ready to, to put myself through that again. And it was time for me to walk away. So I think there's a lot of steps that you go into. One thing you didn't mention and, and Aaron didn't mention is that I think he wants to go win a championship if he comes back and plays. So that is another factor in this thing. If he comes back to play for the Packers, does he believe that this team, where they're at a year from now, can compete for a championship. That to me is what is the only thing missing as I've heard him contemplate over the last couple years. He wants to win another championship. So if he comes back, will that be with Green Bay? Does he feel there's another place out there to do that? Or maybe he says to himself, I don't think there is a place that fits me that has an opening for me to go play. Maybe that pushes him 
a little bit towards retirement instead of coming back. So there are a lot of factors here, and, and I agree with Aaron. Get away from this for a while because what you're feeling in this moment may not be the exact same thing you're feeling two weeks from now when you get away from those raw emotions. You know, Mark, from a front office perspective, like Stacy said, they kind of got to know. And like we had the conversation here with Sean McVay and the Rams, they're going to give him time, but eventually you're going to have to make a decision. Organizationally, like what's this like? Well, obviously they've been having these conversations about Aaron and his future for years. That's why they traded up and drafted Jordan Love because they were trying to set their Packers up for the future. Here's our next great quarterback. But as we saw, they kind of tied themselves into a painted themselves into a box there with giving Aaron that huge contract now with that 60 million that he's due guaranteed. So they really can't move on from him without owing him that money. And they're tied into saying if Aaron, whatever decision Aaron wants to make, it seems to have been the, the Aaron Rodgers Packers over the last couple of years, not the Green Bay Packers. And as an organization, you really want to put the team together. Yes, you acquiesce to certain great players, particularly your franchise quarterback. But now they seem to be, okay, in another offseason or a week or two, whatever it is, of what Aaron's decision is going to be. And that's that holds a team back. You want as much certainty as possible with your roster right now. So now what do we do to build them better on the field? How do we manage this cat with the money that's due or not due to Aaron? That's what you want to have as your is your offseason plan with free agency, with the draft. The sooner Aaron can make that decision, the sooner the Packers can get planning. And if Aaron decides to stay, stay then you got a plan for that as well. But the sooner the better for everybody and all parties involved. As he said last night, he thinks they're a couple of players away, but doesn't, doesn't Stacey want to leave them hostage yes. or hold them hostage? Go ahead. I just wanted to add what you just said, so we're good. Just to Kurt's point, uh, he said last night, Aaron Rodgers, he believes they're a couple of players away from being a Super Bowl champion type team. So that's important as they go through this thing because remember, and he also alluded to this, this is also important. He admitted last night, that they did, in fact, miss. It's obvious, Devontae Adams this season. He was irreplaceable for these guys. So if he decides to stay, who are the Packers going to add personnel-wise with free agency uh, up next in the draft, of course, uh, to make this team that Super Bowl-type team Aaron would need to stay? Uh, they made a play for Chase Claypool. Obviously, he you know, went to the Bears. They tried Sammy Watkins. That didn't work. Let's see if they... Want Aaron Rodgers back to make it work, or rather if he wants to come back to make it work. Thank you all. We await a decision. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com.
Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.